Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, this is definitely a TMI, but yesterday I did five poos in various locations. Don't ask, it was probably the gluten. And I realized that with age, I think I care less and less about people hearing me drop the kids off. And I think we can all take a little bit of solace from that. Hello, hi, yes, it's me, your internet friend from Radio's Lands. I don't know. Uh, welcome to the next 40 minutes of your life that I've never promised to be entertaining, but I guess I could pledge to you that it might be vaguely interesting. Before we get going, I just want to ask everybody to lower their expectations, please, because they seem very high, very high, okay? Lovely. Uh, I'm Scotty, this is my gaff, and with my mates, Debbie, Tim, Maya and Kat, each week we bring you a little insight to the people who keep on essentially harassing me. Some people would call that in certain circles, but they say they're just leaving me voice notes. Um, And somehow, don't ask me how, but somehow it ends up being a podcast every Thursday. Um, Yes, I'm still in Bristol, and yes, this weekend I went to an establishment, that's um, French for place uh, that sold vegan, vegan, and unt gluten-free carbonara pizza. Mm, that's right, I'll do it again for you. Vegan, unt gluten-free carbonara pizza. Carbonara pizza, vegan, glu- where's the joy? Where is the joy in life, Bristol? Where is it? It gets worse. Now, when the clock struck 10pm in this establishment, a soft scar reggae band made up entirely of white people and a clarinet began entertaining people who had decided to take their shoes and socks off to dance. Are these people fucking mental? There's a fucking plate going on outside and they're wearing a fucking like mask down to the Tesco's or the Audi. I mean, I don't know where Bristol people shop probably in the Waitrose's to buy fucking dried mung beans. 
oh yeah, sanitizer and mask, but oh, once you get a clarinet fucking solo out, oh, excuse me, I've just got to take my shoes and socks off. So I'm having a lovely time. (laughs) Now, to business, please. Uh, We are doing an end-of-season talent show. Yes, I have mentioned this before. So if you've got a little turn, a little song, a little number, maybe you might want to do a little poem, a little ditty, please do send it to us. All you've got to do is pick up the WhatsApp with both hands this time and send me a voice note on plus four four seven double eight two hundred three four two zero i will be giving out that number a little bit later so don't worry don't need to pen and paper now or you know because it's not you know live you can just rewind it that's the joy of this isn't it also i'm very keen to hear if you've got any good lies that we can tell straight people about le gays Par example, you might recall that I told one caller last season that douching was a paint stipple effect developed by homosexuals in the late 90s. So if you've got any of, of that ilk, I'd be very keen to hear. Uh, right, now, I must get on because there's a, there's a lot of people waiting on tender hooks, evidently, for my response. Because, je suis guru. <laughs> I can barely say it. So, Debbie, darling. Da- Debbie. Debbie. Don't put that there, Debbie. Take that out. Hands on the table where I can see them. Fucking hell. All right, Scotty and the crew. I'm going to tell you about time I made a mistake. When I was, God, I just, I was about 21 and I was working in a job. I fucking hated it. It's the only sort of like what I would call proper job I ever had. It was in some big fucking tower in Canary Wharf selling, uh, get it, advertising for the building industry. Fuck me. I used to just sit up there wanting to jump out the window every day. I used to do coke just to make the minutes pass slightly quicker. Anyway, the whole point was I rarely ever went and bought anything, but I went into Gap one day and I bought a jumper and I, I got it home. And then later I thought, I don't want that fucking jumper from Gap. I don't know what I was thinking about. So I took it back. So I'm in the shop and it was definitely this, it was this camper's, Christmas guy, he's he's un, he's unwrapping it. He's taking it out of the bag, and I have this little dumpy leather. And he said, "You know, is there a problem with it?" I said, "No, I just decided I didn't want it." And as he is sort of like un like unfolding it and looking at it to check it, I had the memory that the <laughs> the night before, or like I don't know, <laughs> a couple of nights before, I been in my room and I was like, I should probably trim my pubes. And I couldn't be asked to get downstairs to the bathroom. So I just done it and chucked them into the gap bag, not thinking that I maybe may use that gap bag to return the jumper. So he's basically, we're stood there and he said to me, and do you see anything wrong with this? Um, was there anything wrong with the product? And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. And as he did it, I'm not joking. I mean, we're not, talk- this was a bushel. It was all over it. Um, yeah, he saw it. I saw it. I got my refund. I walked out. I will never fucking forget though that moment where we both knew his hands were on my pubes. The gay man on the lezard's pubes in the gap in the fucking middle of like canary wharf. <laughs> anyway, I thought you might enjoy that, Scotty. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what an excellent story to open up with. You didn't give me your name, but you did call yourself a Dumpy Lezza, so that will be your name now. Um, welcome to the room, Dumpy Lezza. <laughs> right. <coughs> Do you... 
<laughs> the logic. Just I don't know how. I just can't get inside your brain where you just be like, mm, need to trim my pubes now. Um, can't bother to walk downstairs. Mm, gap bag. <laughs> Do you remember when gap used to be trendy and interesting? And you, oh, God. Anyway, an excellent 10-pointer from you there. Also, you sound like you're from around these ways. And so that's just more evidence, people, for what people around these ways are like. Hiya, Scotty, love. Bona Tavardia, Dolly Old Eeks. you to uh, producer Deb, Kat, Tim and Maya. You all right? It's funny what you were saying, because I really fucking love Polari. And it makes me so sad that it's a dying language. But yeah, wouldn't it be lovely if all the young chickens knew how to cackle in Polari? But what was I going to say? Yeah, empty shelves. It's frightening, isn't it? Especially as someone who is still a povo, but grew up a povo as well. And there just not being enough food in the house. It does make you panic. And I tell you one thing, do you know what's weird? I love having a full freezer. But do you know what else I love? Having a proper rammed full biscuits and treats cupboard. And also, sorry, Marilyn, Marilyn doll. We do need to normalise shit in yourself. <laughs> I mean, I'm minding my own business. I'm sitting on the bed. I'm watching a telly programme. And I think, oh, I've got to go. I don't even get to the fucking door and I've shat my breeks. I need to wear a fucking anal cork. Any road. Love and light. God bless you all, sweethearts. And a big kiss from Nana JRF. <laughs> the idea of RJRF shoving an anal cork where the sun doesn't shine. Well, that's an assumption. I don't know if the sun doesn't shine there. Might do. Now, Polari. Now, JRF opened there with a little line, which I believe to translate to, look at your lovely faces. And, you know, Polari might be new to people. It is a dying language, but it might be new to people. Some of the ones which I'm really interested in, some of the sort of language, is words that just come into common parlance. So words like zhuzhi uh, is a um, Polari word. NAF, actually, is an acronym not available for fucking. Yeah, so like a straight person or somebody who was partnered, um, you'd say, or oh, the naff girl, Raya. Oh, well, people don't say that, but what I sort of say it's your hair because it's just hair backwards. It's an interesting thing to look up, you little queer children, if you've never heard about it before, called Polari. Um, yeah, there is a lot of panic buying going on, isn't now? <sighs> it's become like really normalized just to go into supermarkets in England, just being like, oh, okay, yep, they just don't sell bottles of water anymore. <laughs> Just, just, oh, that's right, yeah, we just don't sell food anymore. It's like almost like the panic buying's finished and everyone's just become okay with the idea that there's just not things in the shop. It is mental, isn't it? Anyway, JRF, uh, let me know how you get on with your anal cork and if you need any help um, choosing one, let me know. <laughs> hi, Scotty. Hi, everyone on the team. Hi, everyone in the room. It's Fran here. How are you all doing? I'm not even going to lie, I haven't listened to last week's pod yet. I will. I've just been a bit out of it since my operation. And surgeon said it went well. 
um, and that they found some polyps, which is a bit worrying, but they're going to biopsy it. And then I said, what could have caused those? And he basically said, because my weight is quite high, which is always lovely to hear when you've just come round from surgery and basically was blaming everything on my weight and it was a very sort of weight-centric sort of conversation which as someone who has issues with disordered eating and going from one extreme to another and all of that kind of stuff and real body image issues that I'm kind of trying to work on it's the closest I've been to sort of accepting my body for a long time to then hear that was was kind of a real blow so I'm sure my follow-up appointment with him in a month will be quite interesting. But um, yeah, I just wanted to send a little message in and it's uh, Baby Loss Awareness Week and kind of socials are full of it and some of it's a bit triggering but some of it is really nice to see kind of conversations. I just wish it was an ongoing conversation and not just for a week once a year but yeah I just wanted to kind of put a little shout out to anyone and hold a little bit of space for anyone that um is kind of unfortunately part of that gang or has experienced it and it's coming up to a year since my actual miscarriage oh it doesn't mean much but I'm definitely gonna light a candle and just take a minute anyway I hope everyone's doing good right bye Oh, lovely, Fran. It's lovely to have you back in the room. I'm glad, well, I don't know if the surgery went well, but, you know, I'm glad to hear you on the other side a bit with um, fucking Dr. Fatchat. They fucking love, honestly, I think doctors are chasers because the amount of times that they want to talk about your fat fingers, oh, you, I've said this before, but I've gone to the doctor with eczema on one finger and the doctor's gone to me. Have you considered going to the gym? I mean, uh, yes, I do, and uh, but I'm just here for a rash <laughs> on my finger. And then the other thing is, when you tell them, oh, yeah, this is I've got a training regime, I go to the gym five times a week, they're like, I don't think you do, do you? And you're like, oh, for fuck, do you know what? There's no, there's no, there's no winning, babe, so um, feel free to go tell them to fuck themselves. <laughs> Some people give them the clap on a Thursday, I'll tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> there are people in that system that do good things you know like all of all systems there are people who have got empathy and there are people who don't um so there's that i hope you got some lovely good drugs when you were coming round. i mean get your kicks where you can get them babe do you know what i mean now thank you for bringing up about baby loss awareness week i just wanted to remind you and i i, I know you know this but you're like i wish it was more than one week a year in this space and on internet space and wherever you take up space, you don't need the permission of an awareness week for you to be able to talk about what you need to talk about. So as ever, grateful for you, reminding and sharing and caring for others. Um, but just a little note back to say you don't need the permission of some like organised week to be able to tell us how you're feeling. We're always here for you, babe. Have a good one. Hello, it's Gemma. Sorry. Hello, everyone. I am on my lunch break. I always do these on my lunch break. I catch in and, you know, live my best life. And I've started go taking myself into the Dunelm calf because I work only two days a week now. So I really treat myself. 
and twice a week I come and I you know sit at the table by myself and have my jacket potato and my cup of tea and I never noticed how uncomfortable it made me feel hearing other people be served by someone you know I've always been behind the till giving someone what they want and you know at the mercy of the public and you it's like at the time when you're working you're just like whatever you know everyone is fucking rude and some people are lovely that's it but it's not until you're on the other side sometimes you watch people talk to people but I watched this woman I've sat down and um I heard her order her whole thing take everything and not say please or thank you once the lady said would you like butter on your jacket potato no no butter what the fuck <laughs> no thank you no butter red milk not one fucking please not one fucking thank you and i'm livid and i now have to that was on wednesday it happened again today and i permanently have my headphones in because I just can't listen to somebody ordering and not saying please or thank you like 50 times but does anyone else have this um issue problem addicted to please and thank you <laughs> yeah I'd be interested to know Oh, hi, Gem. Lovely to have you back in the room. Like a little lunch break moment with you. Now, first off, Dun Elm. I thought it was called Julem. <laughs> Anyone listening in different places, it's a place where you get your curtains. Oh, I thought it was called Julem. It's like that other place. There's another place where you can buy all your knickknacks. I thought it was called The Orange because it's got a big, big O around the R. No, it's just called The Range. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes being thick as shit is quite entertaining. Now, rude people, yeah. Since I was a child, I've always done something which um, my family think is quite funny, particularly my nan and granddad. My granddad, up until his dying day, would hold on to things and not say please and thank you just to boil my piss. Because if I was, like, giving him a cup of tea, I'd wait for the please until I'd put the cup of tea down. <laughs> just as a child, I was quite sore as they would say on um manners and i just can't help myself if i'm in a public space and that is happening around me i will start saying god they're so rude aren't they <laughs> just quite audibly or i'll make a, like a real thing of the person that is serving that i will overcompensate for the last person so I'd be like, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Not in a way that takes the piss out of the person who's surfing, but in a way that where there's a noticeable change. Because it just, it doesn't fucking cost anything. And I don't think it matters where you are or who you're talking to or, you know, even if they are in a fucking shitty mood, because, you know, wouldn't you be if you were dealing with the fucking general public the whole time? Manners cost you fuck all. And I <laughs> says me just saying, fucking this, fucking that, fucking this. Please and thank you. What does it cost? Nothing. Honestly, the general public are the worst. Believe me, doing this podcast, I know all about that. <laughs> Still to come, you've got the faggy farmer, sexy Bellatrix. Oh, God, have a word. And there's an outraged Bristolian. Well, that makes a fucking change, doesn't it? <laughs> fucking Extinction Rebellion be calling up to complain next, no doubt. Uh, but before that, <laughs> have you got the Netflix? Do you have Spotify? Now... 
You'll happily pay those dickheads 10 quid a month. But why won't you give me two, huh? Why won't you give me two pounds a month, you bitch? Help us keep the lights on over here on the Patreon. And you can get access to show notes and gossip. And, you know, you could be radical and pay for something that's actually free. Which means, you know, like you're paying for somebody else to enjoy it and to keep this going. And you're helping somebody else who perhaps doesn't have the cash to be able to help us keep the lights on. So be a nice person, thank you. And head to patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Let's also have a quick look at what the internet's been saying this week. That's me tapping on the internet. It's still here. Yeah. Um, well, Marilyn Brown Knickers, who called last week to confess to shitting themselves on stage, got in touch after the show to say, I apparently made an assumption that they were wearing knickers. <laughs> when actually... They weren't. So, warm shit over a clammy stage. (laughs) Who knew? Um, If you've got anything to say for yourself, do you? Please do come and join us via the genre of the interwebs, hashtag after the tone POD, and there you'll find our new socials. Um, Give us a like and a follow. Come on, don't be awful. Don't be a vile person. And if your platform allows it, give us a little star or a review. Or a review. Oh my god, that's why I couldn't say that word because evidently I need winding before we do this. Right, lovely Deb, shall we get back to it? (laughs) Because I'll tell you what, I've actually got other things to be doing. Hello, Scotty, Debs, Tim, Kat and Maya. My name's Jessie, I'm long-term listener, first-time caller. Someone called in last week about gossip and then you were also talking about therapy later. And I have some therapy gossip. So I thought maybe this could be the thing that I called about. So I started therapy in the pandemic and I was sharing it. I had to like leave my flat in lockdown. I was sharing a room with my cousin. So I didn't do it on Zoom. I did it on like a, we just talked on WhatsApp. So I'd like go out of the house and do like a phone call. So I never saw my therapist's face, but her little WhatsApp picture was like, it was like her like pouting grayscale with like pink round glasses on. Anyway, I'll give her a new name. I used to call her Sexy Bellatrix. So maybe it was doomed to fail. But anyway, so I would just go off and do my therapy with Sexy Bellatrix. And I did two sessions and it was fine. And then on the third session, I don't know, I was like a little bit upset talking about some stuff. And basically she like made some assumptions about my life, which were just quite wrong. And I felt a bit confused. And then at the end of the session, she was like how do you think this is going and I just was like oh um I've not done therapy before so I don't understand how this works really but like I feel like you made some assumptions this week that that aren't really true and like I basically just like asked some questions about like how therapy works um and then basically sexy bellatrix was like oh well sometimes people aren't a good fit and then basically like hung up on me and then (laughs) never charged me for the session and uh I never heard from her again uh, which is a bit weird and and then I just kind of like thought no more about it and then one million months later like the other day my friend who I know through work he sent like a group text being like it's my birthday I'm going away do you want to um do you want to come and I was wondering if any, anyone I knew would be going so I looked you know when you look on like a whatsapp group and all of the numbers come up as just like numbers or if you know someone, it comes up with a name. And the only person who I knew who wasn't my friend or his girlfriend was Sexy Bellatrix. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, <laughs> my therapist who dumped me is going on this group holiday. What do I do? 
I text my friend being like, who is Bellatrix? How do you know her? And then he said that she's his girlfriend's friend. And then basically he asked me what happened. And so I told him. And then he was like, that is the most Bellatrix story I've ever heard. She's the most defensive person I've ever met. So it tracks that that's what she'd be like in therapy, which I just think is like maybe a little bit wild. <laughs> I just didn't feel too super bad about it. So it's okay. But I feel like, you know, someone else at a different point of like feeling their feelings might have felt like it was their fault when they got dumped by Bellatrix. Anyway, I don't know. I feel like unprofessional, but also slightly fun gossip. Um, and now I have a super nice therapist called, oh, I won't say her name, but she's great. And and it's really cheap. And I I have like totally had the best time ever. So don't be put off therapy. Anyway, that's my therapy gossip. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. <gasps> Jesse, that is an excellent story to come into the room with. So long term listener, first time call a badge. <laughs> slapped onto you. Oh, that's quite violent. I'll just, I'll just place it onto you instead. I love a bit of therapy gossip. I know they're always like, oh, you're not really supposed to talk about it. But Nah, it's quite fun, isn't it? Um, just as long as you did there. We didn't mention names and places, so you're all good. Congratulations for getting yourself into therapy. Not once, but twice, because the first one, evidently, was quite hard work. It's that thing where you, you know, like when you grow up and you have to have that moment where you acknowledge that your parents are just people and it's kind of disappointing because you think, why aren't they superhuman? Well, it's the same thing with therapists, isn't it? Where you're like, oh, yeah, you're also fucked up (laughs) you just paid to listen to me tell you that i'm fucked up but wow what a wild ride with that one that is isn't it well i'm glad you've got a a good one (laughs) but questions did you go on the holiday have you met them i I would definitely go because you're not the person that needs to hold any form of embarrassment here it would be really fun to turn up to the holiday and be like Hi, sexy Bellatrix. And then be like, see whether or not Bellatrix is like, I'm going, I'm leaving. This is not going to (laughs) work. But, you know, that's just how my brain works. (laughs) Now, back up on the Bristol bashing, Scotty. Not acceptable. I mean, I'm with you on the poi. You've got us there. But Bristol's great. Back off, bitch. Now, I'm not Bristol bashing, okay? Listen, and that is definitely, that's a second-generation Irish accent there, so I don't know where this allegiance to these people over this way is coming from, okay? All right? So first off, you accept yourself with the poi and the Diablo and the taking your shoes off to listen to soft reggae. Come on. Listen, I can give you other reasons. Very hilly. Very hilly. Not just a little bit hilly, like, I'm having a heart attack hilly. Also, there's hot air balloons all over the city. Why? Why here? There's going to be a science answer to that, I imagine, but why? Listen, you can take umbrage at it, but I think you know deep down in yourself that you're wrong. (laughs) Hi, Scotty, producer Deb, Maya, Tim and Kat and everyone down the pub medium term lurker first time caller here i wanted to say i love the podcast i was introduced by my amazing housemate um the person who i've just incidentally heard uh, ripping into you about uh, the donuts and gravy so that was a nice 
a nice surprise. Yeah, I just wanted to say you've helped me um, through a really tough time. I had a tough breakup a few months ago. Um, we were together for seven years, um, which um, is my whole baby adult life. So I was definitely in the shitter with that one for a while but I'm actually really happy now which is quite weird for me so um yeah anyone out there uh, going through it um there is hope um yeah I just wanted to um ask you know whether anybody else has ever thought about this I don't know um or is going through it I guess about kind of realizing your queerness later in life you know the last couple of years I've realized I'm uh, non-binary or genderless or just sort of floating around you know without without the gender uh, and that's been really cool and I've been really welcomed into um, the queer community where I live and most of my friends you know for the most part identify as queer in some way so it's been a really lovely environment in which to work that kind of thing out but I guess it's a funny thing I think realizing this later on in life because I think I'm really aware of how much people have been through and sort of like how tough it can be obviously to like grow up you know as a kid like knowing your career and stuff so and I guess sort of realizing this later in life I'm kind of I guess I feel like an imposter I guess um sort of like I don't really know my way around um I still present pretty much at the moment as the gender um I was assigned at birth yeah like I don't really know my way around yet and sort of having to to come out with people um come out to people it's all going on anyway I'm having a lovely time um I just wondered if that was a thing for anybody and yeah I love the podcast thank you bye medium lurking absolutely endorsed here although if you're friends with the person who took umbrage about me being a non-donut non-gravy person well are we really going to get along but welcome to the room and what a lovely person to welcome into the room as well it sounds like you're a good fit for this place with all those things that are going on Markable breakups, oh god, you know, I've had, uh, some of them have unfolded in through this podcast, honestly. Some of them I still think about, but I've been very lucky, I've found some new admiration and love in my life, which is really nice. But it is difficult, isn't it? I think when new relationships happen, uh, they give you the retrospect of previous relationships. And likewise, when relationships come to an end, um, if you do get closure, or if you are offered closure, because it does take the other person to give you that closure, um, it can be super helpful. But it can leave lots of questions unanswered if that person is unwilling to be a grown-up about things. Finding your queerness later in life. Now, I have some experience with this because the person I call my companion, lovely, lovely James, came out slightly later than, I guess, me, <laughs> who's never been in, really. Um, and we often talk about the sort of differences, I guess, the different privileges that we hold as individuals because of that. Now, later in life, nobody ever assumes my sexuality because... Well, because I'm a big Mary and I'm quite hyper-visible. Not because I make myself, but just because I am. But with James, people always assume that he's heterosexual. And so we'll have to come out on the daily. So that's something that I don't 
experience. But like you say, the reverse is as a kid, I experienced a lot of trauma, a lot of bullying and abuse because I was so hyper visible and identifiable. So, um, you know, I guess what, what I'm saying is either way, we have to deal with the shit, don't we? Now, I will put this question to the room, but I do just want to say that there is no map. There is no right or wrong way that you are navigating this next chapter of your life, this next section. So just know that, like, there isn't the right way to do things. You do it as you want to do it. I think the children say you do you, but I just said you do it as the way you want to do it. Um, But let's put this question to the room. Have you found Queenness a bit later in life? Have you been able to not find your gender, but, um, you know, be public about your gender or non-gendered identity, uh, maybe a bit later than what the children are doing nowadays? I mean, I love that. I do absolutely love that. Young people are so aware with language and who they are and how they are. But of course, there are people who are finding these things slightly later. So are you one of those people? Would you like to help our medium lurker here? If you do, pick up the WhatsApp and send us a little voice note to this number. 0788 200 3420 And support us on the Patreon and get backstage access to more knobheads like you. Hiya, Scotty. It's Pablo Griff here calling from Vancouver. Everyone talks about being in the pub and seeing you in the pub. What happens if you're afraid to go in the pub? Because all these men are screaming and yelling and talking about sports and going, ugh. I don't know, I don't like being in the pub. I think I kind of think of it more of as a cafe, sort of a hipster cafe with sort of really cool queer folk hanging out, talking about shows and art. That's kind of where I'm going to go with that. Um, I had a really hard conversation with my boyfriend last night. I guess he thinks I don't talk enough about the relationship, which I thought I did. But I find it kind of interesting that we have this preconceived notion of ourselves. And then when you start dating someone, you start to find out that maybe, you know, you have all these other things going on that you didn't know about. Um, like being manipulative or being selfish or not understanding what the conversation is. And so last night after we had the conversation, I tried to fall asleep and I couldn't. Uh, and I have an addiction problem. And so all night I wanted just to get up and um, and uh, feed that addiction. Oh, I'm addicted to potato chips. So I can't eat potato chips anymore because if I start eating them, I just eat whole entire bags by myself in bed and wake up with crumbs of chips all over my chest and empty bags and greasy hands and it's a real scene and so I uh, I just stopped uh, eating them all together so uh, I was in that kind of a mode last night so uh, I was very thankful that your podcast showed up and I got to hear it and kind of laugh and feel like I was in the coffee shop with everyone so thanks for that Pablo, it's lovely to have you back in the room, and from Vancouver as well. It's always lovely to hear your lovely dulcet tones. Um, Now, when people use the term pub, I mean, the version of a pub that strikes up in my head isn't the sort of version of a pub that strikes up in your head. I also don't like fucking blokes. I think they're fucking overrated. I think people really need to evaluate why they like them so much, because, oh, I I can't abide them, actually. So when I sort of visualised our pub, it's very much a pub that has zines in it. Do you know what I mean? And snacks. 
Well, maybe not potato crisps. Sorry, that's the most insensitive thing I've ever said. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But, you know, snacks of all genres, maybe pork scratching. I'm a big fan of a pork scratching. Oh, the vegans in Bristol will be on the phone. Um, relationship talk is always really difficult, isn't it? Because you do have to hear some truths about yourself or other people's truths of how they perceive you to be. And then you have to do the sort of mental file effects of being like, is that something I consider to be true? Is that something I consider to be part of my behaviour? Or is that something that I consider this person to be projecting or wanting to win an argument? Or So it's it's difficult, isn't it? I think when I was younger, I used to think that everything that came out of somebody's mouth, <clears throat> not that. When you were doing this relationship talk was gospel, Catholic coming out of me again. It kind of isn't, you know, because the other person's hurt and so they respond in hurt ways or in hurtful ways. And so you do have to do that sort of mental file effects of being like, okay, I hear what you're saying, but, or I hear what you're saying, and, and that takes a lot of work and effort and energy. So good on you for having the chats, babe, because I mean, I've been in relationships with people that don't even want to have the talk. Yeah. Anyway, you sit in your cafe and enjoy all the people in the cafe. I think I'm all right with my sort of version of a pub. Hi, Scotty. It's, well, Faggy Nudist slash Farmer Joe. Thank you, Nat, for the new name. Couldn't meet in the middle and say Faggy Farmer. Anyway, a few fucking things. First of all, not having you talking about Bristol in that way. It's not a shit city. Bristol's a fucking lovely city. I'm not, I'm basically from there, my family is from there, I grew up in a shitty mining town about 10 miles outside of Bristol, but lovely place Bristol, yes, as a teenager growing up I did go to several parties where people played with toy, but I was a goth, so that's just, just part and parcel. Two, gold biscuit, gold bar, it's, it's not a biscuit is it, it's a chocolate bar, it's a chocolate bar with biscuit in it, best biscuit fucking custard cream, like, don't fuck about, because it's not a bourbon, because bourbons pretend to be chocolate, and you eat them, they've got no fucking chocolate in them whatsoever, they taste like absolute shite, custard cream, very honest. Anyway, just a little farming story, I've done the move now, I live on the farm, um, but I'm actually currently driving down the M6 back to London, so I'm going to look after a friend's dog for a weekend. But, uh, you know, I arrived this weekend, and the first day I turned up, we had to go over to one of my brother's friend's farms, but we had to spend the day cleaning and prepping ten of his sheep uh, for market the next day. This involves a bit like dog grooming and like showing poodles. Very specific haircut, but then I have to fucking get on my hands and knees and wash these sheep's feet, like get right out in between them, wash them, then you baby oil their legs to try and stop as much dirt as possible from sticking to their legs, and then you give them a full fucking fake tan, only on their fleece though, not their legs or their face, but I shit you not, it's like proper spray tan all over. The colour, apparently it's one of the most, apparently it's a, we were using the good stuff, quite expensive apparently. It's called Biscuit Bloom. And you spray the fuck out of these sheets so they're like just bright yellow, bright orange. And apparently the reason for this is to make the legs and the faces look whiter Next time I call you, hopefully I'll actually be on the farm and I'll try and get some, I don't know, sheep bleating or pigs in the background so you can all hear the, you know, you can all properly just breathe in and feel the country air. But right now I'm just driving through Birmingham on the motorway, so 
not so idyllic. Anyway, lots of love to you all, um, and speak soon. Ta-ra! That's excellent. Hello, welcome back into the room, the faggy farmer is now the new name. There we go. Can I just say, please, for the whole of that message, I was like, please don't crash, please don't crash. I know it's not in real time. Because you shouldn't be sending me messages whilst you're on the road. Because I'm of a nervous disposition as it is, let alone when you're trying to navigate the M6. And obviously, as well, can I just say the audio quality of when you're driving (laughs) is so fucking shit. (laughs) on your hands free now i'm all right with saying i don't like bristol i just don't why is everybody taking umbrage that i don't like bristol it's just a place everyone i mean you yourself even said you're from a shitty mining town from just outside of bristol so it's not like you're loving it now don't be walking in here saying a gold bar is a chocolate bar when you know full well i've done my research it's a biscuit I have been on McVitie's website before, okay, to look it up. It is a biscuit. It's a biscuit, okay? I'm having none of this. We're not going, is it a cake, is it a biscuit? We're not having that conversation here. I mean, if you all start deciding to have that conversation, I will be under duress. I'll have to have the conversation. Custard cream, a top-tier biscuit. Such a vegan thing to say. (laughs) Very Bristol choice there. (laughs) Now, what a fantastic insight of knowing that these sheep basically go to the parlour before having the chop. Isn't it shocking, really, that they get a fake tan? (laughs) Have you ever heard the, like, fake tanning and doing a manicure and making sure the sheep's legs are moisturised? What, honestly, what has this world come to? Sometimes I think we're the most fantastic and deranged species to ever walk this planet. What wild times. (laughs) And that is it for yet another week. Wow, we have really covered some base today. I I mean, I quite enjoyed the chat about um, (laughs) sheep manicures. That was a wild time, wasn't it? New people finding themselves as well. Very good. Lots of people worried about that I'm Bristol bashing. Yeah, I fucking am. There are places in the world that you don't like either. And <laughs> and uh, lovely Gemma on lunch break being like, why aren't people saying please and thank you? <laughs> Listen, at the end of this season, we are doing a talent show. Have you got talent? Is there a song, a ditty, a poem, a story you'd like to tell us? Well, if so, or if you'd like to join in any of the conversations or tangents that have emerged from this week, please do pick up the WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number. 0788 200 3420 and support us on the Patreon and get backstage access to more knobheads like you. As ever, it's a community space, so we do rely on you to help us keep the lights on. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. And remember, join in the conversation. Don't just sit there on your hands. You know, if you don't want to call up or if you've got something to say, use the internet. Hashtag after the tone POD. And there you'll find our socials. You'll find me. And you can join in some of the chat. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? It'd be nice to get some feedback online rather than just sort of constantly being like, have you listened to the podcast? Have you listened to the podcast? Right. That's all for me. The next time you'll hear me will be the next time you listen to this. So. 
without further ado, see you later from me, my friends Debbie, Tim, Maya and Kat. See you on the other side. After the Tone is hosted by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, vice producer Tim Bano, assistant producer Maya Miller-Lewis, digital producer Kat Prill. ATT is a Debbie's production production. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.